Welcome to Eagle Nation. Your hosts are Waza, Dan and Wayne. Welcome to this week's episode. It's officially the off-season. There's been a lot happening since the Tigers took out the third flag in four years. But don't forget to join us on Instagram, Twitter and as well Facebook. How are you going, Dan and Wayne? Good to be back, boys. Yeah, good. Yeah, in the off-season. Yeah, um, yeah, great to be back. It's good, a lot of news, some good, some bad, which I'm sure we'll get yeah, into, but gonna, it's been great, I've seen so far. There's a lot to talk about, and we'll work our way back from the most recent, um, but if you are on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, you see that we've got a new look, so send us a message, tell us if you like it or not, um, I'd like to see some feedback if you can. Uh, let's get straight into the dra- um, the trades that we did, boys. Uh, we bought in Zach Langdon for pick 54. That was a simple trade. That was the first one to go ahead, which was uh, pretty good. And that ended up with uh, going to Frio for Jesse Hogan. Um, we bought in Alex Wibben with pick 86. And we gave away pick 58 and a future third, which is tied to the Swans. But we lost Tom Hickey after two years and we gave them, um, what did we give them? We gave them a third round pick and a fourth round pick this year and a future second round pick tied to Poy Adelaide and a future third selection. Now, did I get that right? Oh, no, I don't think we uh, gave them that much, did we? Uh, no, I think I got well, that wrong. Ours is for the future. Though. Yeah, ours is for the future. Yeah. And they gave up. A second round pick, that's what we got. And a third round pick, which is number 60. So what do you think with those? Um... Well, just touching on the picks just then. Uh, so next year we're going with our first round, which you can't trade this year. Being we traded two first rounds, you've got to have at least one every three years. Yep. And two second rounds, two third rounds. We're going to attack next year's draft quite strongly, which I'm very happy with. And um, for a lot of the naysayers about the Cali deal, I know pick swap and that so it wouldn't be exact trade but now we've got seen what we got with that third round pick from Geelong so it was basically Kelly and Langdon mm. or you can chuck Kelly and Witherden in for the pick two first rounds and second round pick now yeah. so you can actually see what in totality mm. that trade was and you'll take that any day of the week especially when you see now what Geelong gave up for Cameron oh it came as a bitch it came and I GWS used that against him they made comments yep. they made it in the media saying you asked this much for Kelly yep and you're getting the Coleman mm. medalist forwards and forwards around. Yeah. And I and I like what they said. Oh, uh, currency dictated it. Yeah. And I said we. And I think it was um who's there, Jason McCartney. I think he said he goes. GWS, well, if you're yeah. going to give um Cameron nine hundred and sixty thousand dollars a year, I think that dictates free first round draft picks. Yeah, and, and that's that what was, they got. Yeah, and that was great. It's, I think it's, I think it's been the most controversial draft. In ten years, I reckon the Collingwood thing really overrode everything. Oh. The Collingwood issues. I mean, I felt sorry for Trelaw. And they're all on different wavelengths, yeah. you know. Stevenson. Yeah, um, they're they're, they're, they've obviously got issues because they're, they're good players. They're, I mean, you don't give away good players. Tom Phillips is a good player. Very underrated um, winman, yeah. isn't he? But I, I was wrapped without what he, we picked up. I mean, Zach Langdon, I think, is good. What we need because I think. I think we need some more players to put some pressure on Cripps and other guys because yep. I don't think this year uh, Cameron and Petricelli really put enough pressure on there. And Cripps did have the best year. I know he had personal things going on. And I think um, Witherton comes in. I think that gives you chances, as you said during the week, Dan, we can whack Duggo back into the middle because Yoey's not going to be... I know we'll talk about it later, I know, but Yoey was pro- is probably doubtful for the first little bit of the season. And... 
with it and go straight in that back line. Although I really like the way Josh, Josh Rothen worked last year, but I'd like to think that Witherton will be that fifth now, the fifth, and they'll be the fifth and sixth players in that, well, that area. Like, like you said with uh, Langdon, I think he's going to put the pressure on those forward spots. Mm. And it, I was hard on Petricelli this year, like everyone knows on this uh, on this podcast, but it's probably going to teach. Um, Petricelli, where to go and where to run to because mm. Langdon's got pace to burn. See, I, I agree with pretty much exactly what Wayne's said there. Um, we talk about so much in podcasts. That small forward role is mm. really what we were lacking this year. Uh, Ryan plays a bit more up the ground and he's mm. more a lead up forward because he takes these big marks. He's not as much as a crummy player. So that's what we really He plays everywhere. Yeah, that's what I think they just let him go. He's a star. (laughs) But he's not the genuine stay for coming role, which we have Petra Sally. So I put Cameron Petra Sally in the same category where Mm. at their age, if they don't have a preseason, they can't impact the game. Senior players have had that many preseasons on the belt. And it showed in both of them because they showed so much promise, but not so much this Mm. year. So I think uh, puts Rioli's situation aside for now. I think Langdon was exactly what we need. And I think he will slot straight into our best 22 because you've got to understand, you know, they had Toby Green at GWS and he's not as good as, say, Toby Green. So he'll keep him out. But we don't have a a Toby Green in our forward line. Mm. So he hasn't got that competition. And Witherden, I'm so... That blindside, I did not see that coming. This is a player that made the all... uh, the best 22, under 22, three years in a row. Mm. He was touted as one of the best backmen in the comp. And we got him for literally nothing. And I agree, I think Duggan is the one that's going to move up the ground a lot more. And yeah, mm. Wyvern is just going to slot yeah. in as well. Both 22, yeah. 21. I, I it's a good age demographic. I, I don't think Hickey's going to be a big as loss as everyone thinks because I think... Well, he, he only played one game this year. Yeah, but I think, because I know they are a massive rat for Bailey Williams. They rat what he did this year in the few games he had and he's just going to get better as the season goes on and he's so much more so much more mobile than Hickey is and I think that's why I think they might keep Vardy on the list as a just as a uh, spare well you just touched on Vardy I was going to jump to it a bit later but Jeddah, Vardy, Hutch and Archie are also in limbo but that might come clear in the next two days because Friday's the first list lodgement mm. And finally, the AFL and the Players Association have agreed on the list size. So I'll quickly just go through it. The maximum list size for next year has been reduced from 47 to 44, which includes ability to list up to two Category B rookies. So the minimum list size for each club will be 37, which can be made up of 36 senior and one rookie, or 35 and two rookies, whatever. But the maximum is you got to reach 44. So clubs can carry 36 to 38 senior lists to players and four to six Category A or two Category B rookies. Mm-hmm. So um, unfortunately, we I don't see any of those four. It's going to be two of them are, are definitely gone. I reckon. I don't know which ones, but. Because I reckon they're going to make two more changes. I, I can see them hanging on to Hutch, only because of, Yo, of the Yo situation. Well, they said on TV last that. night he was signing this week or something. Mm. There was rumours around, so who knows? Uh, Archie probably could be the unlucky one who played nearly mm. all year, but with Langdon coming in, they're probably looking to the future. Yeah. Um, and, you know, he'd probably be the unlucky one out of there. Vardy, uh, age, you know, is against him. Like you said, Bailey Williams. Mm. Um and Callum Jamison. Yes. You've got Oscar, you can pinch it in the rut. 
And Jetta, well, Wiverton comes in. That's basically saying, yeah. Jetta, you're 31 next year. I don't think you're going to be on there. Um, and we've had to get rid of five other players, Hamish, Brayshaw, Nick Reed. They both had debuted this year. Played one and two games respectively. Francis Watson, unfortunately, succumbed to an ACL. So he's gone. And Anthony Tracy and Mitch O'Neill. So they're all being delisted. So it's going to be interesting. Hmm. I think tomorrow we'll find out. I think as early as tomorrow we'll find out who's going to get cut. Yeah, yeah I think sadly a couple. It wouldn't surprise me uh, if they do keep Vardy, like Wayne said. But... I'm very much of the mind frame. Is there another talented kid already on our list that plays that same role? And to me, that should dictate if you cut them or not. Mm. And I, I'm a massive fan of Williams too. Like, well, that's what I'm saying. You look Vardy, at Vardy, you know. We look at Jetta. Yeah, but I remember last year in the Waffle when Vardy got dropped that year. Everyone's oh, you got to bring Vardy back. And anyone that watched the Waffle, and that's why I hope we get our sidetracked, but yeah, mm. get our own team again. Um, you had Brooksby and you had Williams playing in the waffle. Mm. And they were both just so much better at waffle level than even Vardy was. That's how bad Vardy's form was. Well, Brooksby so won the FNB. All, yeah. BNF. So already at that stage, mm. Brooksby's already gone. But Williams, already at that stage, being a 19, 20-year-old kid, was already playing better footy mm. at waffle level. So, yeah, I would like to see him get more games because mm. he's the future. When you say Archie played a lot this year, yes, he did, but now we've touched on Langdon's now. That's coming. what I'm saying. Petra Sally Cameron getting the preseason, I reckon we'll see vast improvement. You, from you just two. said, if you're going to keep him on your list, there's got to be a reason for it. Hmm. Jetta, Wiverton takes his spot. Yep. Uh, Vardy, you got two people. Williamson, Jamison, yeah. William Jamison, and even um, Oscar. Hutch, Ainsworth did his role in the last hmm. four or five rounds. So Duggan pushed up as well. Um, you know. Maybe to me, out of those four, Hutch is the only one's going to survive. I, and only as insurance. Looking at that list, Agreed. the best player as I think insurance. Is, all right, best player I think is Jeddah. But as you said, we yeah. got with them, we got so many backs. Mm. So unfortunately, at his age, yeah. well, I agree. Hutch would be the only one that saves, and I still don't think he'll get many games. But it would no. be an insurance thing. Yeah. Um, and because we do have these players that are coming in that played those roles, and mm. poor Jones got injured this year. Yeah. He's on the rookie list. No way we'll cut him. Nah. And I don't think we actually can so, because he's in the same... No, he's got two but years. That's what I'm saying. He's another small forward mm. that we could see a lot of mm. if his body holds up. They, they can cut him, but they have to pay him out. Yeah. So I haven't had Hutch in our best 22 for the last two years. Yeah, well, I, know no, he, right. I know he did it in the grand final. He did a good job. Don't get me wrong. He's a premiership player. But since then, I have not had him in our top 22. I, I don't... I don't rate him as high as a lot of other people because I think he can, he can stop a player, but he cannot... He he can't attack as he can't attack as well as as he doesn't. He's I think he's lost given a position to play on a half forward or wing. I just the, yeah yeah the, I agree. The game moves on and mm. he's full negating tag is almost out. Yeah. The same thing happened to McKenzie. He poor bugger did his knee, but before then he was for three seasons the one yeah. of the best defense in the comp. But mm. then he did his knee. But then in that year or two he was coming back. The game changed. Yeah. You couldn't be this negating full down lockdown player. Mm. You had to have that attacking aspect. You had to have that intercept marking to yeah. your game. Yeah. Because and that's the same thing well, that's happened to Hutch, I feel. And another thing is, and I quickly just touch on it before we move on, is you gotta keep your age demographic a certain amount of seniors, certain amount in the middle and certain amount under twenty two. And the Eagles were slowly slipping up. So you have to get rid of some of your big uh, older players now. 
because you don't want to get rid of more than one guy and then you're sliding all the way back. Mm. If you want to stay in the hunt, you need to do it gradually. And that's why, unfortunately, it's a business and some of these players are going to go. So um, I know there's a lot of people on social media going, oh, well, why are you getting rid of them and why this? Because you have to, you know. At the end of the day, you just got to regenerate that list. In the draft, we got pick 62, 86, and maybe 91. The Darren Glass already said they're probably going to take two picks in the draft. Those numbers could go right up because a lot of play uh, teams now are exposing a rule with the bidding system. They can have as many picks as they want, but that doesn't mean last year if you your picks in the draft you had to have that many lists spots available. This year they've sort of like gone back to when it first come in. So you see a lot of teams have got about eight or nine picks in there, but they're just using that to use it for the bid, bidding system. So next year to revert back to normal, or there's a different change. We'll talk about that later on. So Eagles probably first picks probably going to be around about fifty when we get to the mm-hmm. draft. So and uh, Rowan O'Brien reckons he can still find two gems out of them, and there's a lot of rumours floating around. But I'm going to quickly just say some drafts prospects that I've been looking at is Finn Gorringe from East Fremantle. He's a young defender. He won the Lan Anderson medal at East Fremantle Colts. I think he's one that we're going to be looking at. Alec Waterman as a father-son. That's been rumoured. Um, and Lachlan Varnison, he's, he was the best guy on the Colts. He won the Colts medal and best on the ground in the grand final. Um, and Logan Young and Jack Avery from Claremont. They're a midfielder and defender. So they're guys I think the Eagles might be looking at with those later picks. Mm, be interesting. Because I've, I've, I've read and I've heard where they're looking at a... And a another mat- guy called Blake Morris there for you, Ollie. <laughs> a mature age player. Well, they're they're looking for a mature, mature age player, I've heard they're looking at. So I don't know who it is. He's in the waffle and he's played a lot of league footy. We're at the moment, we're the only list in the comp that does not have an 18-year-old on the list. Mm. I just really hope we get a Waterman. I really do. Mm. Um... But getting back to drum, that's why I was so glad with Wyvern and Langdon. We picked up a couple of young kids, mm. you know, and at that age demographic, you know, these kids are just yeah. that core group. We got a couple of years ago in Allen and Brander and the, uh, Waterman, you know, the younger Waterman, obviously, you know, Ryan. We mm. always gone now, but then Barras, you know, Colnas, all these players now you've had Langdon with them. They're all that core age, so these are the ones in the future that you can build a dynasty around or build your next premiership attack around. And I find we're actually doing that. Even though we have the older list, mm. we've still got that good young 20 core group going, and Look, it's really good. Alec Waterman was looking good before he got sick at the, the Eagles. He was yeah, looking yeah, glandular really fever, he got glad, Yeah, he was very sick for a long time. Two years. Yeah, he had chronic fatigue and glandular yeah, fever. Yeah, chronic fatigue, and you know, he's laying in ice baths for 12 months. But... As we, as we know through his dad when we had him on the show, you know he's obviously got a lot better, but it's taken a long time. But he was looking good oh, before he, was, he got. He would have been as good, or if not better, than Jake. And even in the losing grand final for Claremont, mm. he was the best on ground. Oh, he was at our And um, oh, look, I could see him fitting in at the Eagles. Um, and hopefully, yeah, definitely. If mm. it if about romance, let's hopefully he can get in. Uh, there was one young player out there that I know the Eagles were looking at, but. We gave away our first pick, and that would have been Zane True from Swan District, but he's unfortunately going to go to another team now. I would have, I'd have loved to see him at the Eagles. Um, rule changes, it was rumoured during the week, they're going to be making up to nine rule changes, <laughs> and they did. Um, every year they're doing rule changes. Steve Hocking was brought in to get rid of rules, but all he's doing is adding them. 
um, or changing them, tweaking them. So the interchange cap's been reduced by 15, so 75 per match, and that could drop by 60 to the year after. Um, they've moved the man on the mark at kick-ins from full back, back five metres. I just don't understand that rule at fucking all. Especially when they can play on anyway play now. On there anyway. You know, to me, it's just, it didn't need to be even touched. Hmm. You know, if they don't come that fucking close anyway. And um, when you're on the mark, this is the most confusing one we talked about off air, is it's going to come, this is another grey area. Um, you're not allowed to move until the umpire says play on. Yeah, but the way that one was worded to, I really don't like. Hmm. It was like you can't move too severe or something. The wording behind it was, so you can do it a little bit. Now that's murkied up the waters this, for me even more. This is the wording. So, the defending player will only be permitted minimal lateral movement on the mark. Yeah, minimal lateral. Yeah. So it's not if you the, cannot do it. So right away you've got into the, the umpires interpreting it. What one umpire might call yeah. could be vastly different to another one. Yeah. So, mm. And these are 50 metre penalties. And Someone then, might sidestep a metre. They're going, well, that's minimal. Yeah. And he might do the exact same thing down later in the game. Go, oh, that was severe. That's fifty meter penalty. And if the defending player moves off the mark in any direction prior to play on being called, fifty meter penalty. Well, the, don't so, make. If well, wait, a, so that's saying even after play on, he's still not allowed to move off. No, the no. It, as soon as the umpire says play on, he's allowed to move. Minimal. No, it's, 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 sorry, just read it again. If the defending player moves off the mark in any direction prior to the play on being called by the umpire, a 50 metre penalty will be applied. So now, the, that is just a fucking hmm. stupid rule. So, what gets me, that, what has to happen now then, the umpires, the umpires, there's four umpires on the ground, there has to be now one behind, this is, how, this is just me speaking, all right? I'm not the officials. Yeah. To me, and I, if that's. If that's him kicking the ball there, sorry, can't see, I've got the cans here. That's him kicking the ball there. The umpire's got to be here because the minute he moves like that, kicker moves off his mark, he should that's be That's play on. He should be saying play on. Yep. Because the, the, the first instinct of a player is to follow where the kicker is going. That's the first instinct of a player. Hey, if they want to put a penalty, make it a 15-metre penalty. <clears throat> 15 metres is too severe and it's mm. fucking stupid. And as I said, it, it leaves... Uh, it's an interpretation rule now mm. as well. It's not so black and white. But the thing, if I was a coach, you know what I'd do? I wouldn't man the mark anymore. I would say stand five metres off the mark. You're not manning the mark anymore and move. So you're conceding, say, five metres. Mm. But then you can stop them going sideways or read what they're going to do. Because you're basically just taking a player yeah. out of the game by making them do that. You've basically got to be yeah. stationary or risk a 50 metre. Hmm. If they so if they say you've moved more than the minimal amount, which is bizarre, I can see. So it. Would you man a mark anymore? No, no point. You've locked a play down as a statue that can't impact the play anymore. I, can't, I just can see it. Fraught or danger. It's a, another rule that doesn't need to be changed. And Kevin Bartler was big about it. He said, "This is bullshit." He goes, "Just leave the freaking game alone. Hmm. Just you don't need to change it every freaking year, every year." And he said, nine rule changes. Why does it got to be nine rule changes?" Yeah. They can't even get the rules that they've got now going right. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I feel for the umpires because they're the ones getting criticised. Oh, of course. But yeah. they've every week they've got to do new interpretations. Yeah. And then they then they'll then the AFL will say, well, everyone's not happy with that, so we've got to change it to this now. So the umpires have got five days probably to have a meeting and learn what the new rule is. Yeah. And that and with that fifteen metre penalty, the person either and it was supposed to be this year. The person who gives away the 50-metre penalty has to get out of the way straight away. Hmm. He cannot go on the mark. 
So if the person on the mark and he gives it away, he's not allowed to go to the 50-metre line for a mark. So someone else... Has he has to go. So you have to bring up a player. He cannot run back because by the rule, rule of the law, it's another 50-metre penalty. They're trying to like give away goals for free. Yeah, that's what just... they're trying to do. They're trying to make it so the man on the mark's not in the game. If there's 50 metre pay, he's still not in the game. Well, if you yeah. go to the AFL website, um, I'm trying to get it up here now while we're... I don't know if we got... It says, more Dustin Martin moments. That's what the AFL is driving for with the rule changes. Well, when they... What a pile of fucking well, shit that is. When I read that, mm. I actually thought, that's just going to favour Richmond's game that's style, just, isn't yeah. it? It will. Well, get it forward. All the, at any cost, goes, you know, just knock it forward, do this... And now you, you've basically stopped the man cutting off the angles for him or anything. Yeah. And as long as you don't encroach the mark, why aren't you allowed to move? Mm. It is just mind-numbingly stupid, yeah. the fact they're changing these rules all the time. Yeah, it's, a, it's amazing. Um, uh, next year, in 20, no, end of 2021, let's hopefully there's no rule changes. Let's get back to the footy. The John Westfold medal was out about four weeks ago. And we'll run through the top ten. If he's been hiding under a rock, this is what happened. Nick Natnui was the winner. Andrew Gaff second. Shepard third. Brass fourth. Duggan fifth. And then the next five were Liam Ryan, Kelly, Darling, Kennedy and Hearn. Uh, no surprises there, were there, boys? Really? Not really. I think Tommy getting up so high was surprised me a little bit. I know he had a pretty good I, season. Yeah, you were the one that I said he was having a great season. I know, I know, no, but I, I didn't expect him to get a high. I didn't, expect, I didn't expect him to get as high as no, right, actually, Ryan. Ryan. Because I thought he was. I thought he would be in the top five. Mm. Um, my, my one was. Um, I thought. Look, Gaffy had a great first half of the season. Mm. And that showed in the tally because he was leading by a country mile. Um, and then he tapered off. Um, I just thought Duggan probably his year. I agree. I thought he would have been top three. Yes, yeah, I agree. I had him in and, top um, five. You know, there was only two points of difference between Nat and Nguyen and Gaff. And then it was 30 points. They're changing the voting system next year because hmm. they think it's, it yeah, rewards. Because under the uh, voting now, if you play a game, you get a point. Hmm. Yeah. Every player gets a point. So straight away you get a point. Now, I think they're going to do a while of that. And then the maximum votes you can get in a game is 15. Hmm. It's so, uh, funny because there's a little bit to unpack what you said. Uh, yeah, Barras, I spoke about it earlier in the season. Is, you know, I love my stats. Statistically, he was one of the most solid defenders in the comp. Oh, yeah. As oh, yeah. you look at it, and over everything, he was always top three. So I think I jokingly said if the bias was taken away and people looked at these things, he's like all Australian category but he hasn't got the flair of a Harris he's not as good as Harris mm. either right now he could be but the thing I take out of that though is top three what are the sticks out to you about those top three no the three that didn't play in the grand final exactly mm. so we've still got a hungry side we've yes. just got to have a good run of injuries and just maybe tinker our game style but then the next three so four five six with three of the young players we just yeah. touched on that's going to be the next call which you've already seen with Barras with Doug and with Ryan you know these mm. players that have come in and played solidly for two three years you know and, um, and you look and at you, they're you, hitting their peak soon and you look at Kelly he was only uh, six votes away from finishing fourth mm. yeah. you know what I mean um, and he, and he didn't have season. a special season but he didn't have a great season no. but he's still up there and, yeah. um, there was games where he dominated games where he went missing um, Brad Shepard also got the Chris Mainwaring Clubman medal 
probably the award you want to win at the club. Uh, emerging talent was Josh Rotham, and we we just touched on it before mm. how good his season was. Yeah. And I'm glad I'm not a list manager because I think on this show two years ago I cut him. Yeah. I think yeah. in the first year I said, get rid of him. So I'm glad yeah. I, I, I'm uh, uh, proven wrong on that one. And you know Josh Kennedy leading goal kicker. Uh, life membership Bo Waters, Brent, what a champion. Eric McKenzie. What a champion. And Alan's Cranberg. So hmm. he's, uh, I don't know if you saw his speech. I don't think it went down too well. He's Alan Cranberg. Trying to crack some jokes, and I don't think they come off too good. <laughs> I think they cut it. <laughs> yeah. um, Nick Nat, well, like I said, he had his best year. So he averaged 29 hit outs, 11 disposals a game, nearly six clearances a game, and hmm. nearly four inside 50s. Oh, he was, he was, he was by far the best player of the year. There's no question there. But when you look at it as a whole, as a team, we underachieved. Mm. And it's two years in a row where we've given games away that we needed to win to win top four, and we didn't win them. No. And that's cost us. And um, going into next year, we have to tweak our game plan somehow. I, because I, the two times we got beaten, we just we got... Overrun by pace, and we'll caught on the hot. We, you know, one point's a, I know it's only a small number, but that that was, you know, in the final, hmm. that, that could have set our finals up. You know what I mean? Oh, I, to be honest, I don't really want to talk that game because I said that was a game like we lost ourselves. We we yeah. could, we could have should have won that game. Fancy words to use, but even could've, if we won that, I don't. Think, yeah. I don't. But think we didn't. We, I don't think we would have. No. Gone through. I honestly feel. I don't know. I don't even say we'd go free, but we would have. We were. We were the walking wood. I 100 think we are underachieved because with yeah. the squad we have, we are premiership contender, and we didn't make top four, and we didn't play in a mm. grand final or even a prelim. Um, so definitely underachieved. Yeah, to me, I think we just Mark was we were prelim. we were the walking wood. Mm. You look at Geelong. You look at Richmond. They were pretty healthy at the right time yeah. of the year, mm. and to me, that was. That was the difference. And? You look at all the top teams, they were all vastly healthier than the Eagles were. But I agree. I just think Geelong... I, I'm not saying we would have gone all the way. I'm not saying mm. that at all. But to me, prelim was a pass mark for me, right? Mm. And we didn't get there, so it's a fail. But just... And I, I think we're going to contend next year. I can't see where we wouldn't. If, if we didn't, I'd be pissed off. But we have to tweak our game plan because... If it goes back to 20 minutes, it maybe works in our favour. But teams like Richmond and that, that go fast, they expose Geelong as well. Geelong play similar to us. You know what I mean? Hmm. Collingwood usually play like what we do. But they change it up in the finals. It worked one week, didn't work the next week. Um, I just think we're just going to make a few little minor adjustments running out of back line. And we're going to be good. Be- and I'll, I'll say this, and I, I said it at the, at the end... Of the on the last game, and I was I know I got slated pretty hard by some people, but our attitude was wrong. Our attitude uh, before yeah, you all jump in, before we jump in, our attitude was wrong most of the year. All all that was ever spoken, we want to go home, we want to go home, we want to go home. And as much as you know, we've always whinged over the years about the Victorians. Never once did Richmond whinge about going home. They 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 just enjoyed it up there. No, but they Colin, whinged going. They did going, yeah, but they once they got going, there, they, 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 they embraced it. When they, before they go on, they embraced it. Yeah. The teams that made the final, Geelong and Richmond, embraced being in Queensland. Even even 
and our last game, and Simo said, yeah, we just want to get home now and have a final home. Uh, mate, sorry, fuck it. You're growing... Sorry, pardon my friends, but you're you're a professional team. You yeah. need to learn. Richmond stayed away. Bring your families up like they all did. And I, and I, said, and I, I said this from the... And I was, and ever again, everyone has shot at me. We should have stayed in Queensland and played the finals there, not come home, because it was just a total waste of time for me. Total waste of time. I um, I think they went because they knew they'd get their advantage, mm-hmm. and I think they just. Then this is my only criticism of this year and last year: games that where we needed to win, we were too reactionary. We just didn't react quick enough. Yeah. And and if, even in the you look back at the grand final in 2018. It took us fucking 25 minutes to even react. Hmm. And the reaction, I don't know how you coach it or um, teach it, but our reaction times, we just take, we don't change up. We just back ourselves in, which is good. But sometimes, again, some clubs, you're just going to run, 16 minutes, you're going to run out of time. Hmm. And the 20-minute quarters next year might help us. So, I don't know. I do find with these things, the victors always tell the story, though. Because mm. a lot's been made they didn't handle the hub well. But let's be completely honest. Collingwood didn't handle the hub here well. They didn't win many games. They won one game, lost no. two. Cats, when they came here, didn't handle the hub well when they came here. So, But the fact that their end of the season was so good... And that they were victors in, they made grand final. They told the story. Halfway through the season, it was so much made about Richmond. And the thing I don't like about the Vicks going to Queensland is they left for better pastures. Mm. Victoria was a mess at that stage. Yeah. They were in lockdown. You weren't allowed to leave the house. Well, let's not there talk was, about COVID too No, much, but, but I'm just saying. Yeah. So then going to Queensland was a yeah. holiday. And when we originally left, only a couple of people could take their families. We were told you couldn't take your families. No, they no, moved no, they... everyone up, including the AFL fish was brought all their families. I know, but no, we were allowed to take our families. But no, they... not all of them, not the first no, time. They chose... yeah, no, they, no, they, they chose. Were... I know Kelly did, they... but we were limited at how many people. If you go back, no, we were limited chose... at how much. They chose. No, we were, first, we were limited to numbers. Yeah. You were only allowed to take a 42 travelling party, Yeah. and that included families, but they changed it once Eagles got there. But, yeah, but, and, but that was the, thing the is, second one was a bit different. And I think like, the second time we handled it better. Too. Basically, at the end of the day, if you're winning, you handle things better. That's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. Right? Victors tell the story. And, oh. But when you look at our second half of the year, we were injury riddled. Yeah. Mm. But we only dropped three games in the mm. second half the, of the season. The second hub we did really well. And I thought that was one pleasing thing that Eagles did. Oh. They didn't drop the bundle too bad. Oh, but the, we did still finished seventh. And the, that's not a good look. What's the... Uh, what's, I've forgotten now. There's a saying, and it's like basically the most. Oh, I've, I've gone blank here, but it's a famous saying where, like, the most obvious reason is the reason. Nine times out of ten, basically. Mm. And I honestly do think, and it's not. I, I full heartedly believe this that it was injuries. We were the walking wound at the end of the year, as you said. We actually won pretty well up there. I think we won uh, three out of four games at the Gabba as well. So it wasn't you only dropped one game at the Gabba. Yeah, so at the Gabba, Metricom. <laughs> I'm not going to mention that's that because that's where most of But that second time in the hub where we did have more victorials, mm. even though we were the walking wounded, I think we played very well that second bit. Isn't I really it? do. Um, but and as I said, if Richmond and Geelong didn't make the finals, and let's say it was Port... And lines, the story would be vastly different. Oh, yeah, you wouldn't yeah. be hearing how well they handled the hub because, as I said, when they had to come here and hub here, they didn't handle that well. But yet, later in the year when they did well, 
suddenly they handled Hubs well when statistically yeah, they didn't. Well, uh, and be, the story would be, be Port had it easy, they no, get to sleep in their own bed. Lions had it easy, they got to sleep in their yeah. own bed. That's why they, they won. To be fair, the teams that came here found it very hard to bring their families because of WA's hard border. Yeah. They couldn't quarantine. That's the reason well, why. I, I, I but the minute they got to Queensland... That was open slather for them. They could get them up there. That's but that look, it's a bit different. It's, it's a bit more of a holiday for them in Queensland. That's yeah. my point. We're all going crazy. over old things mm-hmm. here. End of the day, winning is everything. And I hate to quote Ross Lyon, but I do it quite a lot. If you're good enough, you can win fucking anywhere. Mm. And the fact is, we couldn't win anywhere. We couldn't even win at home when we had. We were odds on favourites to win, and we probably went in thinking we're going to win the game, and it cost us our season. Mm. So next year we got to get the mindset. You said it; it's all about mindset. Yeah, most footies mostly played in in the head and and heart. So get them together. We'll go places. We've got the right sort of list going forward. Uh, let's talk about something else. AFL has confirmed that they're going to be merging the VFL and East Coast second tier competitions into a new competition to be based in Victoria. Um, so that's going to have 22 clubs. I cannot see how this is going to work, mm. especially at the moment when it's only going to be a 16-round season. Yeah, that's going that, to be... In, in, I think very... that will change, but you've got standalone second tier clubs, are Aspley, Coburg, Frankston, Northern Bullants... Port Melbourne, Southport, Werribee, Williamstown. All your AFL clubs except, I think, Hawthorne and Melbourne have their own standalone teams. And your Lion clubs are Sandringham, Box Hills and Casey. Sandringham, who would they be aligned with? Sandringham. They were St Kilda, maybe. Yeah, St Kilda. They are. Yeah, Sand- so um, I don't know how that's going to work, but it's going to be interesting. Um, they did ask for the Eagles... Uh, Frio and both Adelaide teams are joined, but they said they could not afford it. No, they said it was no just logistically that, yeah. cannot afford it. Mm. Um, and the AFL is actually funding that competition, mm. which I find shocking because they don't fund the waffle and they don't fund the SA NFL. Mm. So why are they ch- funding the VFL? Sorry, I, I couldn't get it out of my head, guys. Occam's razor. The simplest explanation is usually the right one. <laughs> I couldn't get it out of my head. But the second-tier comps, and I love... I'm not a VFL fan, but I love what they've come out and said. Back to the rule changes. Mm. They're like they're not guinea pigs, because we complain about the rule changes mm. in the AFL. What they're made to do now is they've got the proper zones almost now mm. for every throw-in and every... Uh, basically, every time the game stops, you've got to go back to your positions. And they said, we're not guinea pigs. And I love that, the fact that the yeah. second-tier comp is saying that. Um, I just want the Watford to go back to but they'll have the to side. Do, and but for them to go ahead, the AFL is funding it. So they'll say, if you don't want the funding, you just won't play. So basically they'll be holding a gun to their head mm. say, you do, you'll be doing what we want you to do because we're funding the competition. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they do play Colts that way. The Colts and the Waffle has been run like that. Uh, so is SANFL. So I think it's just a continuation. And the talk is that the Waffle and SANFL were looking at that same thing. But to me, I can't see how they can do it when your players, your second-tier players, are playing a different set of rules every weekend if you're not playing AFL. 
It just it reminds me of rugby. Like every time the ball yeah. touches the ground, everyone's got to quickly jostle into their yeah. position before they can start again. I, I just I don't like it. The um, <laughs> the waffle's going to be interesting because it's already a fair bit of controversy there already with Peel. You know the you know they've obviously yeah Ditchburn was kicked uh, left or yeah he's left they've lost and fifty thousand dollars and they'll lose four four games already at the start of the they've season they've already yeah. said four games yeah I think it's four games they're going to lose Schofield um, would be pissed off I was going to say he yeah. joined Schofield destroyed <laughs> them yeah, yeah. Um, well, look, these things happen. It's a salary. I, I don't agree with um, the point system. I was talking to an ex-Eagles, Fremantle, St Kilda, Essendon and Fitzroy player today and Dale Kickett, <laughs> five clubs. Um, and, yeah, we were, just, we were just laughing at how, you know, these point system, it just it, it kills clubs because, um, you know, Hamish Brayshaw is going to cost a club 10 points. Mm, yeah. You know what I mean? And it's just stupid. It's <clears throat> it should be going on if it's say like an AFL player who's played 200 games yeah 10 points but not the guy that's played one AFL game yeah it's ludicrous but again they're just feeder clubs um West Coast is still yet to find out if they're fielding a team. They want to field a team. That's the only thing they want to do. They don't want to be aligned mm. and they don't want to spread their players out. So they're going to stand the ground and I can't see them not being approved. I, I really... I know I've said it before and I've said it in I really do miss that waffle side. Mm. I... So I know you're a Perth boy and, you know, mm. uh, you're West Perth, but I never really had an affiliation with uh, the Waffle as much as mm. the AFL. So I just loved having that seconds team and to see these young kids play. And I think that's why I'm so high on Brander because I saw so much of what he yeah. did in the Waffle and his marking and kicking. And you can see that at that level. And I can't wait for him to do this at AFL level. So I'd be gutted if we don't get mm. our inside again. Our right, next generation academy changes. There's been a few changes. So next year it changes, and in 2022 it changes again. I'm not going to go through it on here because it's bloody confusing. But as of next year, basically, only four clubs get the right to bid on their players in the first uh, 40 picks. Mm-hmm. After that, you can bid on your own players and that, and that's the, all the Eastern top-end clubs, and the year after, it's, it's totally different again. So a lot of teams are putting in a lot of hard work with these players, but it's going to be open slabber. The only thing that they can't do is a club can't. You've still got first right to your father and son, and hopefully that never changes. To be honest, no, I actually like this. Like, I, the academies are broken. Mm. It is so broken. And they're doing this because of this year. Bulldogs are getting a number one player for bloody... Pick fourteen, or might not even have to use that if no one. Yeah, but they should get the right to. Why? Because they put him through an academy. These academies were set up to put players. These academies, but that's what I'm saying. They're they're getting areas, and to be honest, why it's getting done is because people were jealous of the GWS and Gold Coast academies. But back when the Eagles and all that went in, they're not going to rural areas and developing rural kids in that. That's what they're they're getting stars, but it's not working that way. This kid's always been town number one, and he's already in a good. Yeah, but he's from a rural. He can only be in their academy. He came from a rural, but he wasn't playing. Yeah, folks, but that's what folks, I'm saying. folks so, the tennis is on again here. No, but that's what I'm saying. It's it's the fact you've got a number one player that wasn't playing in a rural league at the time. He's the first player, and other than Tom Green last if, year. If you think that's fair, then why are they changing the rules next year? They're changing the rules, so so this you, can't happen. No, it still can happen, but it's. I don't want to go through it, but you only can bid from picks twenty-one to forty-one. Right. So it, it's very confusing. The problem is. You know, Hugo Hayden, he's one out of the box. He's the best player. But they've still got to 
pick him, and they've had the right. They've brought him up since he was 12, pushing him through the academy where he might not even have played football. That's what the academies are set up for. Eagles next year have got a player called Daniel Hill. But if he was this year, we'd be banking picks to pick him. No, and we're not going to get him because we're putting him through our academy. You ain't, you've got to be a certain... You can't just be... I don't, I don't, like, you've got to be... How long has been academies as Western Bulls had the academy? So I they've had, they had them... Every, all the teams have had them the same length of time. Yeah, but hasn't it only been like three years? No, nah, it's been like 12 years the academies have been I know GWS and Gold Coast had good ones and Eddie Maguire complained. But you've got to... That's why they extended yeah. everyone's academy in that. You've got to be... But as um, I said, this kid's not... He might have been born in a rural area and no, he, there, he's, but he's been playing like no only the last two systems. years in the TAC Cup. Yeah, it's a, but, it's a developed competition. Well, that's good. It's, but he was brought up. Yeah. I, I think the academy serves a purpose, but the bidding there is it's what it's right. gr- it's great that the AFL is doing that, but I don't think Western Bulldogs should now right, well, get him for free. Basically, Kenea Beats and said on a podcast today, yeah. "There's one way to get around this thing." Hugo Hayden's going to go number one, right? Someone's going to pick him number so one. So Adelaide can pick him at number one, and then Bulldogs can say, no, we're going to bid on him, yeah. right? But if they don't want to bid on him, they can say, you can have him at pick one because you've got to take him because you've, you've gone for him, but they move up to pick two. Do you, do you know what I would prefer? that makes good sense. Do you know what I'd prefer? Okay, this is a bit left wing field. All right, so exactly what you said. Adelaide's picked him pick one. Bulldogs go, we want him. Will give you the like, able to trade for that player. Yeah, well, that, that oh, only him, only him yeah. because he's a captain. Right, we'll give you our pick fourteen now, and next year's first pick, or we'll give you our second pick as well. Well, that's what that's, a, that's a bit better. But this point system now, this is where I'm saying it's broken. I don't mind you being able to pick these players if you've academy. Yeah, the but point system is it's so broken. They could have officially traded pick fourteen this year and got lots of later round picks. Yeah. And, and give it three, four, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and get a number one draft pick yeah. for basically a pick 30, a pick 58, a pick 62, a pick 70, yeah. and get the number one pick in the draft, the best talent in the draft. That, to me, is a broken system. Yeah, well, look, there's there's a lot of ways it can be improved, and I don't disagree on that. But I think the academy thing there serves a purpose, and, and some clubs are just not going to have the rights to their kids anymore. Mm. And that's what's going to get taken away. Um the pre-supplementary period is going to happen again next year. It commences on January the 6th. That's where we picked up Jermaine Jones last year and Nick Reed. And But the other change next year is a rolling mini-draft. Um, and where have I got it? What rounds are they? Rounds 4, 8 and 12. So clubs can hold over spots on the list and pick up players from the Waffle or SNFL or VFL in those four I, I think I like that, but I think the the uh, waffles of VFLs and the SNFLs will be pissed. They're off. against it. They're, they'll be, they'll uh, be dead set. They're pissed. very against it. Hmm. But um, look, they're the changes next year. They're changes probably that should be made um, to improve our game instead of rule changes. End of the day, next year we've got to do something. We've got to wrap up the show, boys. So we're happy with our trades. Be interesting. We'll do a show on the draft picks on who we get. Um, when it happens on December the 7th, I think it is. So we'll do one just after that. Uh, next year, we've got to put a pass mark on it. And to me, it's a prelim. With the list we got, it's got I, to be a prelim. I, I always have it a prelim. If you're in a premiership window, you've got to make it. Yeah, definitely. As, said, as long as we've got a fit squad, 
I reckon we can easily yeah. do it. Um, it's it's going to be a busy off season. It looks like um, yeah, the competition can be anywhere from twenty two rounds to twenty eight. Uh, they're going back to twenty minute quarters. It looks like so that's a good thing. Um, yeah, hopefully we got more footy coming next year, and hopefully it's not in uh, COVID hubs. <clears throat> there will be we, hubs. Well, let's hope. Hopefully it's a bit more normal than yeah. you know. The borders aren't closed down like they were this year. Um, anyway, boys, it's been good to talk footy yep. again with you. It's been great. We'll be back in probably three and a half weeks with a draft special, and then we'll probably do another one in, you know, towards the end of the season, maybe Christmas special, I don't know. But um, get on Facebook, <laughs> Instagram, Twitter, leave a review, send us in some questions for the next show, and, yeah, we'll see you next week. Good on ne- next time. See you, guys. Be good. Go Eagles. Thank <laughs> you.